wish you were cute, but you're not Cause the drinks bring back all the memories Of everything we've been through Hey y'all, welcome back to Psychology Real Talk This is episode 3, and I'm Jenna I'm Haley, and today we're going to talk about memories First, we're going to talk about sensory memory The textbook definition of sensory memory is That it registers information from the environment and your surroundings So, the duration of sensory memory is less than 3 seconds To make this easier to understand, I'll give you guys an example. So this is like when you're driving and a car passes you, you'll probably remember it for about two, three seconds, and then you just forget that car even passed you. Sometimes when I'm driving, I'll look around and I'll see the cars next to me and I'll notice that it's a red car or something like that. But then two seconds later, I just, I forget that I just saw a red car. I might think it's black or blue or something (laughs) like that. Same, like sometimes I would get worried about me driving because... Oh my gosh, I don't remember anything. (laughs) According to the sensory memory article published by Explorable, the two most studied types of sensory memory are iconic memory and echoic memory. Iconic memory refers to the memory of sight. The brain doesn't have enough time to process the image that it sees, so it's stored for less than half a second. For me, I actually experience sensory memory all the time at work. So I'm a hostess at Wildman Cafe, and I will see some people come in, and I'll go seat them and be polite and everything, and then like a few minutes later, they'll come back over to me and ask me a question or something, and I will not remember who I just sat. I will not remember that I already sat Mm -hmm. them and saw them. Like They just completely left my brain, because I've seen so many other people come in the restaurant that I don't remember one specific face. The same thing happens to me. So I work on Main Street at Main Slice, And people will walk past the windows and come in, and I just won't remember their faces. Like, I have to get the same names that people came in, like, 10 minutes earlier, and I can't remember it. Echoic memory is the memory dealing with sound. We remember sounds up to four seconds after hearing them. I mean, when I go to work and I have to answer, like, the phone and take orders over the phone, people give me their credit card numbers, like, before I'm ready, and I have to ask them to repeat it because I can't remember things that fast. It's the same thing for me. Sometimes when we got busy, I would also help the servers and I would like serve tables and everything. And if there's like two people, I will not even have like something to write down their order and I'll just memorize it. But then sometimes I get really scared that I'm going to forget. And sometimes I actually do. So I have to go back up to them and she's like, just making sure you wanted the sweet tea instead of unsweet tea, right? Yeah, I do the same thing when I take orders. I have to like repeat things multiple times to make sure I didn't hear it wrong because sometimes I do. The next type of memory that we're going to talk about is short-term memory. Short-term memory is an active stage of memory, and it's usually around the duration of 20 seconds. Memory quickly fades and is forgotten if it's not repeated continuously. Miller's magic number is also associated with short-term memory. He gave us the equation that 7 plus or minus 2 is about the duration of time that we can remember things. So basically what this means is that the average person can remember five to nine seconds before they forget. This happens to me whenever I take tests. So people ask questions right before the test starts. And for me to remember those questions and like what the teacher says, I either have to write it down or I have to make sure I get that question first or else I won't remember it. Yeah, usually if that happens, I will get the test and I'll immediately just write it on the top Mm -hmm. if I'm allowed to write on the test so I don't forget it. And um, 
like if I'll look over my notes before I take a test and there's like a certain chart or something that I can remember, I'll yeah. like quickly draw or like it. formulas. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's I have such a bad memory and short term memory really comes to play whenever we take tests. Yeah, like right before the set, like studying right before the test, not necessarily like the week leading up to it, because I'll remember that stuff more than I will like right before the test. Yes. All right, we're going to show you how short-term memory works with a little experiment. So this is going to be between two different age groups, teenagers and people in their 40s, so middle-aged people. So how this experiment is going to work is we are going to flash a series of nine letters for about three seconds, and we're going to have them restate them to us and see how many they actually remember. All right, so I have Robin here with me. I'm going to show you nine letters for three seconds, and after they disappear, I will give you a chance to write the ones you remember down. Then you will repeat them back to me, and we will test your memory. All right, let's get started. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. All right, so go ahead and write the ones that you remember. That's actually impressive. You got six whole letters. You got the first two lines, which was C-E-Y-H-O-J. Good job. I'm impressed. Okay, so I'm going to be running the same test that Haley ran on her mom with my twin sister, Lindsay. She's 16, just to give you some background. All right, are you ready, Lindsay? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, she got I-U-V. I almost got the one. She got... Eight out of nine letters. Kind of surprising, but very impressive. Okay, so the last form of memory we're going to talk about is long-term memory. Its capacity is limitless and the duration is infinite. And your long-term memory is the long-term storage of information. Long-term memory breaks down into two different types. It is explicit memory and implicit memory. So explicit memory is the information or knowledge that can be consciously recollected and implicit is the information or knowledge that affects behavior but cannot be consciously recollected. Explicit memory also breaks down into two different types. So we have episodic memory, which are events that you have personally experienced, and we have somatic memory, which is your general knowledge and the facts that you learn from school and just different types of facts. Implicit memory breaks down into procedural memory, which is motor skills and actions. You can also retrieve your long-term memories through retrieval cues, which are clues, prompts, or hints that triggers a recall for stored memories. The encoding specificity principle is how retrieval is more successful when the conditions of the retrieval are similar to the conditions of the encoding. Oh yeah, so that's like when I need something from upstairs and I start walking up the stairs and I just completely forget what I need and then I go back downstairs to remember what I needed and then I like five minutes later I'll remember it and I'll go get it. Yeah, because you're recreating where you were when you remembered that you needed that thing in the first place. Within long-term memory, there's also another type called flashbulb memories. These are memories that are very specific or have very specific details surrounding a vivid, rare, or significant event, and the details that you recall may or may not be accurate. An article called The Consistency of Flashball Memories, written by Art Markman, which was published by Psychology Today, talks about how when they were a kid, their parents could vividly remember the assassination of JFK, with, which was like who their parents were with and what they were doing at the time. And this is kind of like how if we ask our parents what they were doing on 9-11, they can probably tell us exactly what 
they were doing, where they were going, and what they felt like when it happened. An example of this flashbulb memory for me would be in kindergarten when Obama was elected in 2008. I know this is probably weird because I was so young, but I specifically remember coming to class that day and I was talking about how Obama was elected and John, John McCain wasn't. Yeah, I also remember that day like very well. I remember that night when the election was actually happening and watching on my TV in my room like the like the ballots and mm-hmm. how they're going up and the rates and stuff. And then I remember being so tired because I was so little that I went to sleep and I woke up and I went to my mom's room and I was like who's the president and she was like it's Obama and at that time I didn't really care because I was like really little yeah I still just I remember it same all right guys so I'm just gonna go and wrap it up so today we talked about sensory long-term and short-term memory and these are types of memories that most people experience on the day-to-day basis Thanks for tuning in today with us to talk about memories. Make sure you come back next week and we're going to talk about what attracts us to other people. This was Psychology Real Talk with Jenna and Haley.